0: Please turn your Bibles to Hebrews. As I thought about the years, my years as a disciple, and I'm going on my 16th year next year. And that's 16 years is a long time. And I've thought about what it takes to make it as a Christian. And I've realized that it takes a lot of perseverance to live the life of a disciple. That's what I want to focus on today, the lesson of perseverance. It's a lesson that needs to be in our hearts. And so many people sign up for the faith. So many people proclaim, Jesus is Lord. But do you know that less than 50% 50% of those who make that commitment to serve the Lord their entire life does not make it to the end. That's scary. And Jesus tells us the road is narrow and the gate is small that leads to life. And only a few will find it. He also says that many will try to enter the heavenly gates, but many will not be able to. Many will make every effort to enter, but will not be able. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be one of those that try but do not make it. I don't want to be in that majority that will not enter the small gate. I don't want to be in the majority that will stray you off the narrow path. I want it to make it all the way. I want to make it all the way. And I want to take as many people as I possibly can. I don't want to be, get there and it's just me. I want my wife, Maricel, to be there. She has to be there. And I want my kids to be there. And I pray that all of Shoreline can be there. But you won't make it if you don't persevere. In Hebrews 12, starting in verse 1, if you don't have your Bible, please look onto the person next to you. It says Therefore, since we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. is a long journey. It's a marathon, not a sprint. We have to work on it every day to persevere. And God has shown us many examples of people who demonstrated perseverance. Hebrews 11, in Hebrews 11, right before Hebrews 12, it tells us about these people who had faith and perseverance. Noah. God told Noah... To build an ark. And you know how long it took him? It was believed that it took almost a hundred years. That's without power tools. (laughs) And that's perseverance. Abraham, he was known as the father of faith. God called him at the age of 75 to serve. He told him to go to a place and he didn't even know where he was going. And when you're 75 years old, you're thinking about retirement. You're not thinking about doing anything else, any work. You're thinking about vacation. And God told Abraham, along with his wife, Sarah, who was 65, that they were going to have a son. And when she heard, heard this from the angel, you know, she laughed. And 25 years later, she gave birth. She was 90 years old, sisters. And she brings a child into the world. That's perseverance, 90 years old. Jacob, Jacob fell in love with Rachel and he wanted to know what he had to do to marry her. He was told he had to work seven years to marry her. And after seven years, he didn't even get her. He was tricked, and he got the sister instead. And so he had to work another seven years to get Rachel. That's 14 years. That's perseverance. And Joseph, at the age of 17, was sold by his brothers and ended up in slavery. Ended up in jail for a couple of years. Ended up in Pharaoh's house at age 30. And that was 13 years that passed by, and he did not do anything wrong except share a dream. Imagine if you shared a dream and you went, you got sold, and you went to jail. And 13 years passed by, and he sees his brother again, and he had no bitterness. That's perseverance. To survive in life, to make it as a Christian, you're going to have to learn Perseverance. To have a successful marriage, it takes perseverance. Marisol and I will be celebrating our 10 years anniversary next year. And probably some of you have been married longer. I applaud you for that. As you know, it takes perseverance. Ask my wife. It gets challenging sometimes because when you're newly married, you have unrealistic expectations. I expected Maricel, my wife, to be superwoman. To cook, to clean, meet my every need, and to keep going and going and going. You've got the Holy Spirit, woman. You can do all things in Christ Jesus. And I'll just press the remote and spur you on. So unrealistic. And Marisol thought I was the knight in shining armor, blameless, spotless. And that's what you walk away when you're dating only once a week. (laughs) You could turn it on once a week, look good once a week. But when you get married, you got to look good every day. You got to try to look good every day. Marriage takes perseverance. Raising children takes perseverance. I've got two of them. They come out all cute and cuddly, but when we really, but then we realize that they've got the devil in them. <laughs> and we've got to beat the devil out of them. Know that expression? It takes time. It takes work. And kids will test you. But we got to persevere for them. We can't give up on our kids. Amen. If you don't persevere, they will persevere, they will drive you insane. A successful career takes perseverance, right? You can graduate from college and still not have a job. Yeah. You know, a job doesn't come to you especially nowadays. You can't just pray and say, Lord, send me a job. You've got to persevere in looking. Getting an education, it takes perseverance. You have to study hard. There will be times where you'll feel like, man, I don't know if I want this degree. Isn't there a degree in, in, in sleeping or something? I don't know if I can make it through high school if the teens are here. Perseverance, that's what you need. Getting a shape, it, it takes perseverance and work, right? You can't just go to gym once and expect a six-pack overnight. You can get a one-pack. That's the dinner you had. <laughs> Losing weight takes perseverance. And even then, you got Starbucks, you got In-N-Out burgers telling you to come in. But that's when you got to get out. You have to say no. Help people know Christ. And helping people become Christians. It takes perseverance. People tell you they want to study the Bible. And sometimes they don't show up. Or they say they want to become Christians. And they change their mind. You've got to hang in there with them. Persevere. For me, every year before I became a Christian, I was getting invited to come to church by different people. Every year. At least one person invited me to church. And I didn't even know that it was the same church until I saw all of them at a congregational service. And I was such a knucklehead that God had to finally send my sister to get me to come to church. She became a Christian. That was at least four years in the making. And some of you were long-term projects too. You were invited by 10 people. It took patience. And I began my race 15 years ago. As the Hebrew writer tells us about this race marked out for us. And let me tell you something about this race. It's not the same for everyone. It's different. Sometimes what gets us off track is if we are looking at how other people are running Instead of how we are running. We tell God, how come his race is easier than mine? How come I'm running uphill and then they're going downhill? Everything they want in life is happening. Why is it so difficult for me? God, I've been to so many weddings. When is it my turn? I've got 27 dresses, and none of them are wedding gowns. God, I've been broke forever. (laughs) And we look at our other people's lives and compare our lives. But God says, don't worry about their race. You worry about your race. And really, the more difficult our race, the more opportunity to give God glory. And there is always somebody that has it more difficult than you. And let me tell you something about church church will never be perfect. As long as people are in the church, it will never be perfect. When you find the perfect church, the minute you join, it's messed up. It's not perfect. And let's go back to Hebrews 12 if we are going to run this race, it says there, we have to throw off everything that hinders. What is it that that is hindering you from running this race the best you can? If you're not a disciple of Jesus, what is in your way that is keeping you from making Jesus Lord of your life? Oftentimes, the biggest obstacle is the one you see When you look in the mirror. We are our own biggest enemy. The Bible says throw off what church? Everything. Everything. It doesn't say some of the things that hinder you. It doesn't say a few of the things that hinder you. It says everything. And then it goes on to say let us fix our eyes on who? Jesus. Jesus. That's the one who we are looking at. And let me uh, make a few points here. I know I probably made a few more, a few points already, but let me make a few more and persevere with me. If you look in James 1, turn to James 1, and when it comes to perseverance, we have to understand why. Why does God want you to learn? perseverance. When you get up in the morning and you're trying to live this life for God, you've got to know why you are doing it. And the why has to be deep in your soul. Why am I here? Why am I giving my contribution? Why do I go to midweeks? Why do I read my Bible? If If you don't know the why, you'll stop doing it. If the why is not meaningful to you, you'll give up. In James 1, James says something that for me is very, very difficult. Many times the scripture calls us to do things that is opposite of our nature. And in James 1, this is an example of it. It says, starting in verse 2, says, <coughs> Consider pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Consider it pure joy. What? That's a hard teaching. You really have to be in a deep spiritual level to do that during trials. The testing of your faith develops what? Perseverance. That's right. And here's the why. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete. Not lacking anything. Perseverance leads to maturity in Christ. That's God's plan for us. He knows we we all must go through trials so that we can mature. you want to be a mature Christian, then you're going to have to learn perseverance. That's what our church needs. Disciples that are solid in their faith. Disciples that are unmoved by the ups and downs of life. The church cannot become what God intended it to be unless you and I go on to maturity. And we can't get there unless we learn perseverance. And turn to uh, Romans 5. And finally, to learn perseverance... We, we have to understand how. How do you do that? How does God teach that? In Romans 5, verse 1, it says, Therefore, since, when, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings. Because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character. And character, hope. Verse 3 it tells us, rejoice in our suffering. That's another one of those phrases that's like, when I'm suffering, I am not rejoicing. Most likely, I am complaining, I'm grumbling, and I'm, rejoicing is the last thing on my mind. It says perseverance, character, and character, hope. That's verse 4. Character is how we do it. I want to be a man of character. Paul, Joseph, Jacob, Abraham, they all had character. But then when I hear something about suffering, I'm like, do I really want it? And probably everyone here is going through some suffering or trial of some sort. Every one of us. It's probably different. And if you even if you try to share it with me, I might not get it. I might just say, "God be with you." God be with you, brother. And so God, it's like the difference between um, major and minor suffering. Yours is minor surgery; mine is major surgery. You know, so that's how we look at our problems. Mine is major; yours is minor. And so God lets us go through stuff, and we pray, God, I don't want to go through it. Please take it away. Take it away. My life would be so much better if I didn't have problems with my finances. It would be so much better if I didn't have challenges with my job. If I didn't have difficulties with this relationship. If I didn't have health problems. God says, no! I'm not taking it away. There is something I want you to learn. You need to bring glory to me. It doesn't bring glory to God if everything is going awesome or perfect in our life. Which rarely happens, right? I feel great. I feel fabulous. Everything in my life is working out. I woke up this morning and I didn't even have to make breakfast. The, may, the baby made breakfast. <laughs> my life is awesome. I got a promotion at work. I found the man, the woman of my dream, my dreams. I'm going steady. I'm getting married. My life is awesome. Life doesn't work that way, does it? And as Christians, we can think that now that we are baptized, it's Disneyland time or something. <laughs> you know, it doesn't work that way. We get, the, we get disappointed because of wrong expectations. Yeah. And then you go back and read your Bible, and you read about this guy, Job. Now, why is that in there? Why is it in the Bible? It's there for us to learn you know for you that have read job could you have been job yeah for me i could i could not have been job but then you say well at least in the end it all worked out for him it's not always a happy ending in the bible right you look at peter not peter our song leader peter in the bible he was crucified upside down you know that's not a good ending You know, being crucified upside down is not a good. God is trying to teach us that he is in control. And I want to close out with this uh, music video. And it was directed by a friend and a faithful brother who is now in um, the Vancouver church. And this is a great video. And the video shows the underlying message of God and perseverance. It's about a warrior. And if you are a disciple of Jesus Christ, you are a warrior, whether you know it or not. You are a warrior in battle. There will be a time when you get wounded. It's not a matter of if you get wounded. It's a matter of when. You will need your fellow warriors. You will need perseverance. And most of all, you will need God to survive the battle. And let's watch this video. Amen.
1: Drop my sword cry just, for just a while I for just a while deep inside this armor The warrior is a child They don't Deep inside this earth Deep inside, Deep inside.